Hey there! You're listening to Make New Friends, a weekly podcast about the trials and tribulations found in the realm of friendship. We're your hosts, Mary Aikman and Sienna Mooney. Let's make new friends! Woo! I feel like that's become... <laughs> that's become my thing now. That's her, yeah. Woo! <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, welcome. Episode 12. Oh, man. I'm a little nervous for this one. Do you have any feelings about this episode, Mary? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw your tweet. Yeah. And those who listen and follow the Twitter and all that will have seen the tweet months ago. But, well, not months. That's a ridiculous amount of time. But a while ago. Um, No, I'm not nervous at all. I don't have any experience with this, really. If we hearken back to the first episode ever, you may remember Sienna asking me if I have a best friend. And I was like, not really. And that's sort of why I don't have any experience because I've never really had a best friend or like not a friendship that was so like important or like solid in my life that it was like torn away from me, you know? Right, right. Everything was gradual. So I don't have any experience. Well, I have a, a quite a few experiences, I would say. Um, and in case you haven't read the title of this episode, this is The BFF Breakup why it hurts and how to recover. So today we're going to be talking about when a best friend breaks up with you. So largely from that perspective, not so much how to break up with a friend because we'll cover that in a later episode. But today we're going to talk about why friend breakups just hurt so much. Mary, would you like to know the situation? Yes, please. (laughs) Proceed. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm going to get into this. Here we go. Put on your wellies because we're jumping into a puddle. I don't, anyway, okay, so. A puddle of feelings. Here we go. <laughs> so about three years ago, a very close friend of mine decided they didn't want to be friends with me anymore. And this happened around the time when I had moved away from my university friends and I was visiting again. And we hadn't seen each other in maybe like nine months or something like that. And... To be totally honest, the trip was less than stellar. It was awkward and I felt like a burden in many instances because I had to get my driver's license renewed and obviously I wasn't local to the area anymore so I didn't have a car. And I felt like that put a lot of strain on the friendships but the result of it was that a friend of mine decided to block me on Facebook. And I found out about it when I went to ask them, oh, I tried to look you up on Facebook, but you're not there. Is everything okay? And turns out they didn't want to be my friend anymore. And it was really, 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 really shitty. (laughs) Just really bad. And as you can tell by the way that I'm talking about this, it still affects me to this day, almost three years ago. So that is an indicator (laughs) why it's so hard to recover, I would say. Have you ever had any experiences with a friend not wanting to be your friend anymore and taking steps to end the friendship? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. Like, I know that there's friendships that deteriorated. Yeah. And we would fight and there was issues. And through that, we would take steps like she unfriended me on Facebook. But I was just Mm. like, yeah, whatever. We're not really friends anymore. (laughs) So (laughs) like you weren't caught off guard. When it happened, it was I was caught off guard because 
it had been like a significant amount of time since we kind of decided we weren't really friends anymore. So I was like, why is there this huge break? Right. <laughs> but maybe it was just like I disappeared from her timeline and all of a sudden I popped up again and she was like, oh yeah, I don't want this girl in my life, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the funny thing is like now we're friends again. <laughs> That's so funny. And I think it was more of us just being dramatic. We weren't fighting over anything like really serious. It was more like we lived together for about a year and her, I don't know, she just wasn't the best roommate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just me and her. There was also issues with like the entire house of people. And we just like totally cut it off. And then we know each other from camp originally. Okay. And so I think just kind of our background and like how we knew each other, you know, camp is religious and all that stuff. We kind of like came around. It was like, okay, we, why did we even fight in the first (laughs) place? Like, that's the thing. I can't even remember why. Yeah. (laughs) But like actually someone being like, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Um, not that I can recall. Mm, well, let me just say, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks so much. And I think the difference between falling apart and then maybe remembering why you don't like someone and unfriending them on Facebook is totally different for both sides. And with my situation, it was very much like I came back from that trip And sure, it was awkward, but I didn't come away feeling as though the friendships were tarnished in any way. And I had no idea that I had done something wrong. And then to find out, actually, I'd done something so wrong that my friend decided it wasn't worth fixing the friendship. Um, That just, like, killed me. It was really, really tough. Yeah, it's something that, like, still kind of haunts me to this day and is one of the reasons why friendship is uh, such a, a huge thing to me because I obviously lost a a friendship that was important to me and I never really got closure for it. But yeah, I think that's really interesting that you've never actually been in a friend breakup. And I wonder if any of our listeners feel like, what are they talking about? Like friend breakup, that's not really a thing. Uh, But I'm telling you guys, it totally is. It totally is. (laughs) (laughs) And it sucks. I mean, 100% it is. And like, I think, you know, just stopping being friends with a person, that's like breaking up with them. Like if you're with a significant other and you all of a sudden like aren't associating (laughs) because you're done with each other. Like, I think everyone has experienced that to a certain extent, but I think all my experience with it have been gradual when yours seems to have been very sudden yeah and you were taken aback by the suddenness where I like I saw that there was issues as well I I wasn't Mm. like surprised that the relationship was ending I was just like this is like it's bad for me maybe it's bad for them yeah I understand and like it sucked at the time but I just you know let it go right it seems like in your situation it dissolved more gradually you both had the opportunity to get over it. Mm -hmm. And I guess in the sense of like a romantic breakup, maybe one side has been dealing with a lot of problems for ages and ages, and then they've reached their breaking point and have made peace with the fact that they need to cut it off. But the other party is unaware And so they're getting all this new information and it's going to take them probably the same amount of time or equal to that to get over it in their own way. I've definitely had other friendships where it's been a mutual sort of thing where we both kind of just decide, no, not working. It needs to end. And I think that's fine because it's not necessarily one-sided. I feel like both parties kind of know that this is what needs to happen to move on in general. I think something for listeners to think of, 
I feel like the friend breakup is always portrayed in television, most commonly like on a sitcom or like a a TV show, like on Disney Channel or something. Mm -hmm. But on TV shows, they always tend to get back together. Like they always reconcile their differences. Yeah. And sometimes that's not how the world works. And sometimes those friendships don't come back together. Yeah. So uh, I know you'll appreciate this, but like a Lizzie McGuire episode where like Lizzie and Miranda like got in a huge fight and then they like are like, Mm -hmm. I hate you or like, I'm never, I'm, I hate not run out friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then they always get back together at the end. But forever, for realsy, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, like it's over, over. Should we get into why BFF breakups hurt so much? Sure. Okay, so I was doing some research and our good old friend Psychology Today coming through with an awesome article. As always, that'll be our like make new friends drinking game is like drink every time they mention psychology today (laughs) (laughs) um okay so the the article is breaking up with a friend a unique type of hurtfulness and it's by seth myers and i believe he's a psychologist but basically the article was really great you should all go read it pretty much every psychology today article that we include is worthy of checking out so make sure you go peep those show notes if you're interested but anyway so in this article seth myers is talking a lot about the difference between a friendship breakup and a romantic breakup and it's really interesting because he draws all these comparisons how you're not supposed to feel as bad when your friend breaks up with you because you're not intimate on the same level as a romantic partner. And so I'm going to read this passage from the article. Seth Meyer says, even though friendship breakups don't include the loss of sex, men and women experience a similar sense of loss when a friend cuts off a relationship. The bottom line feeling between is the same. He or she doesn't want me anymore. No matter what type of relationship it was, triggering that feeling of being unwanted is hard to bear for anyone who has trusted an attachment. It's also worth noting that the emotional intimacy in a friendship may be just as strong as the intimacy shared with a romantic partner. So yeah, what do you think about that, Mary? I think it's interesting, but it makes sense. Yeah, I totally agree. Like, I think a part of the reason why we think friendships aren't as, like, serious or, like, you shouldn't be as upset is just because that's how it's portrayed. And in real life, I would totally agree that that's clearly not how it is. Like, you can love someone just as much as you can, like, love a romantic partner, but it's, like, different kinds of love. And just because they're different kinds of love doesn't mean, like, when those loves break apart, that one of them is, like, more important than the other. I think it's just a lot about society telling us we have to have, an like, a partner, a romantic partner, when you could get along just as fine with someone you're not romantically connected with, you know? Yeah. Or sexually or physically or what have you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, essentially that. That's what I think. <laughs> Those are my first reactions. And I think you're totally right. I really want to stress that basically all of the research that I've seen about this, the stuff that I've seen in terms of being broken up with by a friend, is that it's so similar to a romantic breakup, but you shouldn't feel guilty or ashamed or anything about feeling the way that you feel if your friend drops you for any reason. And your feelings are totally valid. Just like know that 100%. And the fact that it's not a romantic relationship doesn't mean anything and you shouldn't let anyone belittle you for caring about your friends. Why I just realized is I also have told this story in another episode. I can't quite remember what episode it was, Mm -hmm. but this is probably the closest experience 
experience I've had with this, but it was like a friendship and also possibly romantic situation. But we were like friends first. Okay. And then I'm sure you remember with this that he got a new girlfriend and then like cut me off. Oh, yeah. Because all of a sudden he had a girlfriend and I was like, but we were just friends. Yeah. Really. <laughs> I'm doing like a shoulder shrug that emoji. <laughs> like, emoji. Yes. Emoji. <laughs> I just called it an emoji because I'm a loser. And <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's probably the closest I've been to this situation. Right. And I remember being this, like really distraught because it's like we were friends first and I don't know why. Like it, it really was as sudden as it could get for me. I was just like, yeah. wait. But then I got so angry so quick that, like, I just, like, lashed back out at him. Yeah. And so it was, like, I got some anger and venting out rather than, like, being cut off where I couldn't even, like, say, like, what are you doing? I'm going to kill you. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's an interesting, like, almost immediate response to that. Just, like, Arr! Hulk out. <laughs> yeah, well, because it was mostly over text and then I had the pleasure of having to see him every once in a while. So mm. we would just make really snide and mean remarks to each other whenever we were in each other's presence. And it, I'm sure it was great for both Chris and Christina, who were our <laughs> two uh, friends that had to deal with us for that short period of oh time. Gosh. But <laughs> should, should we move on to the, the next point? Yeah. So our next research is from this article from theglobeandmail.com. The title of the article is called The Unique and Emotional Sting of a Friend Breakup, and it's by Zosha Bliski. And it says, everybody is less forgiving of women, unfortunately. <laughs> that's my edition, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and that's from a professor from the University of Massachusetts, Dartmouth. Um, women have much higher expectations of each other in a friendship. They are more critical of each other, and they penalize each other more. Teenage girls are far more likely than boys to block their former friends and delete their photos together mm -hmm. on social media. Mm -hmm. And this was according to a 2015 study from the Pew Research Center. So, I mean, again, just listening to that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure I don't want to get into, like, too many, like, stereotypes of who women are mm -hmm. um, or who are women are supposed to be. And I don't know, like, this article is by a woman, but the professor from Dartmouth, I don't know if they're a woman. And so it's hard for me to, like... Is there bias in this? Is there a male perspective on who women should be? Those are the first things that come to my mind when I read something like this. But I think that it has a lot to do with the expectation of who women are supposed to be. So, oh, boys will just be boys and like, you know, brush off their shoulders and be right. like, oh, well, that was my friendship. It's not a big deal. I don't have to feel emotions mm -hmm. about an important part of my life. And then women are expected to feel more emotionally involved in something of that sort and so one I don't think that that's intrinsically male or female feeling those things yeah but we are expected because of society and like ingrained measures that we're supposed to react this way and so therefore the research is going to reflect that and that doesn't necessarily mean that that's how like 
people who are designated as male, female, um, gendered, that they're supposed to feel those way. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was just my little rant on. <laughs> Before we go on, I just want to say that that's such a great point to bring up as well, because obviously we're two women and we identify as like mm-hmm. women. So obviously we agree with this, but it's really important to remember the bias that's absolutely possible and especially like if you don't identify as female and you are experiencing these things like that's normal don't feel weird this is just right. a single study and it could have been a small amount of people that they did the study with so yeah Okay, um, there's a one more point in this section that just says, the professor goes on to say that the stakes are so high in female friend breakups because women disclose so much to each other. And then they said, the closer you are to someone, the more it hurts. Do you think that that's true? Like, I know that you don't have very many experiences with friend breakups, but let's say with maybe like a betrayal or something where a friend has obviously hurt you in some capacity, maybe stabbed you in the back. Do you think that the closer you were to that person, did it hurt more? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, because you expect, like, you're my really good friend. Why are you acting like this? Yeah, like, how could you do this to me? Right, right. (laughs) When it's someone you've only known for, like, three days, it's like, oh, well, I didn't know how much to trust you in the first place. Yeah, like, oh, well, maybe I shouldn't have shared that information. Right, right. But I feel like if you've been friends with someone for a really long time, absolutely, you're going to trust them a lot deeper than someone you'd Mm -hmm. met five minutes ago and I feel like it's easier to like get your heart broken you know what I'm saying and I also think it's you're doing damage to what we were yeah like maybe right now we're not the greatest friends but like if we've been friends for this long and you're like basically destroying the memory of our friendship by doing this one way like if you didn't want to be friends anymore or if you felt the friendship was deteriorating okay fine Mm -hmm. but like please just like leave those memories in that situation like sacred and we can look back fondly and say oh those were the days but you by doing this act have like destroyed my image of you completely not just your present you but your past you as well I totally get you and I support that 100% like with my situation the breakup I guess we'll call it that was done so poorly and in sort of a rude fashion that now like I can't go on Facebook because there are probably thousands of photos or whatever that just remind me of my friendship with that person. And it's made it very hard to look back and not feel the way I felt when they broke off our friendship. And I think that that may not ever be at 100%, you know, like me dealing with whatever I've got to deal with to get past this, but it really sucks, you know? I can't totally look at, like, a picture of me and this person and just be like, oh, well, that was a fun time when we went to, like, a theme park or whatever, did this goofy thing. I'll always have it in the back of my mind that they didn't take my feelings into account and ended it so abruptly that it just, it burned the bridge all the way back to the start. An interesting part of this article that I don't think you mentioned was 
Um, the quote is, with a romantic breakup, usually there's a buildup. People aren't happy. Da, who I guess is one of the researchers observed, when it's a platonic breakup, someone is usually blindsided, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, which obviously is what happened with you. And it's kind of funny that I say in my experience, everything is usually like a (laughs) buildup, but I don't have enough romantic things that happen in my life that maybe that's just the replacement. (laughs) Maybe. I mean, okay, so... You've said that you've only had maybe one instance where you were kind of caught off guard by a friendship ending. What if you ended the friendships? Do you think that's possible? I don't know. (laughs) I don't think so. I'm trying to think of situations. I'm trying to think of maybe situations that you've mentioned, but I, I can't think of any. Oh, wait, what about the girl in high school? Yeah, but I really think that was pretty mutual. Oh, okay. Um, we both were not happy with each other and it was so long ago i can't i don't even think we had facebook at that point like i think it was still myspace (laughs) so like i definitely know that we just stopped talking and that i kind of like unfriended her from things Mm -hmm. but i don't think i blindsided her in any way right like we had fought about what was happening Mm -hmm. and it wasn't just me going oh i don't like what you're doing i'm just gonna catch you out of my life like i feel like it was definitely a mutual like decision but I forgot what I was gonna say before that we were talking about blindsiding yeah well I was gonna say that I don't often unfriend or cut people off I guess the only time that that's been a big part of my life recently was during the election Mm. I was actively deleting people from Facebook but that wasn't necessarily me saying I don't want to be friends with you anymore it was me saying I don't want to see your political views on my timeline because I disagree and I don't want to And there's lots of debate about whether or not you should unfriend people because of political issues. But, like, when it extended to the fact that this person was being a racist or bigoted or so an affront to who I felt I was. Mm -hmm. Actually, see, often with me... And people may have realized that I start talking and then I realize something halfway through talking and then I like, (laughs) so by talking, I've been able to kind of like circle around and figure out a time. So I don't even know if this person knows, to be honest, that I don't want to be associated with them anymore. (laughs) That's how good it was then. If you just like ended it and just, you don't even know if they know. (laughs) (laughs) And we weren't necessarily friends. She was my teacher for the longest time. She's much older than, not much older, but she's older than I was. She was a music teacher throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And she is very, very, very conservative and very Christian. And I felt that she was destroying the person who I thought she was by her political beliefs. Right. That I did not want to be associated with her anymore. Mm. And so I deleted her on Facebook. I actually saw her at my place of work last week and I hid. Wow. So that I didn't have to talk to her. Like, I believe she's a lovely woman, and I still love her as, like, a person, you know? Like, if she was in front of a moving train, I would push her out of the way. <laughs> but <laughs> but I can't be around someone who I feel so negative and so, like, driven by a false ideology that I'm just like, I can't, I can't Yes. So I think that is probably the closest I've come to, like, cutting someone else out of my life. And without them knowing or not, like, I'm sure she's figured out that we're not friends on Facebook. Facebook anymore probably (laughs) like I couldn't imagine that she doesn't know but that was part of the reason why I didn't want to talk with her at work because it would have been fine it would have been civil it wouldn't have been like anything weird I just didn't want to 
have like you know that questioning of like why in her eyes yeah i do think that that's a little different to being blindsided but i expect that she was blindsided from that obviously you probably won't find out because you don't want to deal with it but that's okay (laughs) okay um anything else you want to bring up before we take a little break mary this is an audio format (laughs) she just shook her head and just looked at me Uh, uh, we have fun here guys no no Uh, okay so we're gonna take a quick little break and when we get back we're gonna tell you exactly how you can get over a bff breakup so stay tuned Hey guys, it's Sienna. Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of Make New Friends. And I also just want to take a moment to thank you all for being so lovely and so supportive of the podcast, especially since this is something so near and dear to my heart. So thank you guys so much. All right, I have a couple of important announcements to make. uh, So let's just jump right in. As you guys know by now, we don't pay to advertise for the podcast. So if you like what we're doing here at Make New Friends, then make sure you spread that good, good word. You know what I'm talking about, guys. Send a tweet, share us on Facebook, or maybe just throw a surprise podcast listening party for your Uber driver on the way back from the club. However you feel like sharing the podcast with people, uh, we sincerely appreciate it. All right, on to the next order of business. We're going to be taking a couple of weeks off for a mid-season break, but don't worry because we have a few things planned. September 6th, we've got our Q&A episode going up, and you still have time to ask us questions about the podcast or about ourselves, and you can always tweet to us at newfriendspod, or you can also send an email to makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com. Also, during the break, we're going to be having a live stream, and right now we actually have a poll running on our Twitter to figure out the best time to have the stream, so if that's something you're interested in, make sure you check it out and weigh in. We'll make sure to tweet out the full details for the stream once we have them. Okay, I think that's all I have for you. Uh, the next episode of Make New Friends will be our Q&A episode, and it'll be out on September 6th. Okay, back to the episode. We're back from the break. I got a Pepsi refill. We talked about my cat. And now (laughs) we're going to talk about how to get over friendship breakups. Yes. Now we have a couple of steps, as we always do. And we're going to walk through them. Cece, you want to take it away? Yeah. Okay. So we got all of these steps from WikiHow because I found it to be quite useful. There are a lot of articles out there that basically say the same thing, but this ended up being the most concise list. So WikiHow is an interesting and fun place to realm into. I love the drawings. The illustrations are so good. But they also have a really good advice. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> like, it's actually good sometimes. So don't put it down just because it's, like, lame. <laughs> yeah, and you might be able to learn how to do something because yeah. it's wiki how. Um, anyway, <laughs> so the first thing you need to do if you're trying to get over a BFF breakup is respect the decision. Now, basically what that means is you need to respect the person's decision to want to stop being friends, even if, say, they've been immature in the past or if they've handled it improperly. It doesn't matter because once someone makes that decision, they've made that decision and you just, you need to respect it and try not to force them to stay your friend as much as you want to. I know how hard that is, like accepting the defeat. But once one side withdraws from the friendship, there's really nothing left to preserve. 
But it is worth noting as well that just because the friendship's over doesn't mean that it has to be over forever. You could still fight for it, but you have to make that decision pretty early on. And, you know, that's something I think that comes down to you personally and your history with this person. You have to ask yourself if the battle is really worth it or whether it's caused the rift between you two to become so huge that it can never be salvaged. So mm -hmm. take all of that into consideration. I think a lot of the strife that comes with breaking up a friendship is that you're usually sat wondering why. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering, how can I fix this? And what did I do wrong? What did they do wrong? And a lot of the feelings come from thinking about those things. Mm -hmm. I feel like usually the initial breakup or the initial strike, it doesn't hurt as much as the aftermath of just like thinking about like yeah. what could have been, like what you wanted to say to the person. And that can really bog you down more than the actual like act of the thing happening. Mm -hmm. And so keep that in mind, like yes, respect the decision, but understand that a lot of you respecting the decision is going to be you having to like stay away from that person and not have right. to like engage in a way for you to feel like you're handling your emotions because like I mentioned earlier like my first instinct was like to get really angry and mm -hmm. that's what you're going to want to do you're, you you want to release your feelings in some way when respecting the decision isn't necessarily a way to actually do that yeah so always keep that in mind maybe punch your pillow a few times yeah I mean one of the steps that we'll get into later is taking time to mourn so we'll touch back on that in a second. But the second step is to accept that people change. And I know that this is really hard, especially if you've been blindsided by the breakup. But it's just a fact of life. You know, people change all the time. And sometimes you might be super close with one person and then their circumstances evolve or they move away or they start dating someone and they've just become a different person to the one you were friends with. And just know that they've lost something great and that's you. Mm -hmm. And you have to be confident and know that you are a great person. And, you know, don't put it so much on yourself. It's really hard to, to say that knowing that, like, I totally do that <laughs> to myself. But, um, you know, this is just a little reminder for me. Uh, don't put it on yourself all the time. But, yeah, so... The step also goes on to say that you should try to see the loss of the friendship with a dose of realism. And if your friend has changed so much as to no longer be one of your close friends that you've known for ages and ages, or if they lack those things that brought you guys together in the first place, it is better that you know that you have lost that friendship and you can move on from there. And also if your friend doesn't want to put in the effort to be your friend or if they don't want to put in the time to be considerate and talk through something with you, then you shouldn't invest any more of your time than you already have. And yeah, Whew. mouthful. People change, but you also will change. Yes. And I think that's a good thing to keep in mind is that this person has changed and I feel like this right now, but it gets better and that mm -hmm. in the long run, like I will be a different person. I'll look back on this, but I'll be a different person and I am changing too every day. Yeah. And also with the idea of realism, I think maybe I'm just like trying to imagine myself as a certain person, but I think I live my life with a good amount of realism. I would agree. And so when things do happen to me, I usually like have enough like 
I have a foot in the real world and can say like, okay, yeah, this is happening and it sucks, but it'll be fine. Like, and these things do happen and this won't be the last person that I, you know, get in a fight with or I'm no longer friends with. And this is a good experience that I can learn off of for Mm -hmm. later or change myself to be a better friend. Yeah. Because of this situation. Right. I do think it is difficult, though, if you've been broken up with by a friend and been completely blindsided because sometimes you don't get that closure. You don't know where you messed up because friendship's a two-way street. We say this all the time. So it's not always going to be like one person's fault. And sure, your friend broke up with you. You may think, oh my gosh, how could they do this to me? But on some level, like you were a part of the friendship too. And so it's really frustrating to not know what you did. So yeah. Like we said, the next point is take time to mourn. Like I said, you can punch a pillow mm-hmm. if you want. Our notes under this say cry, scream into a pillow, shout, hit the pillow. Don't hit the wall though because that's bad. <laughs> and people do that sometimes. But use a pillow. Use a soft surface so you don't hurt yourself. Right. And like realize like it is human for you to like feel these feelings mm-hmm. and that it's okay for you to like steep in them for a hot second. Or maybe a few years. Who knows? <laughs> like take as long as you need. Yeah. But always move on. If you don't move on, then like you're missing out on so many other opportunities, other friendships that you're like putting in your way because of this one friendship. That's such a good (laughs) point, Mary. Such a good point. This episode is just like me dragging myself and you helping me carry myself. (laughs) Because obviously, as you've said, you've kind of dealt with this a lot. Yeah. How do you feel about this step? Like, do you have tips? Uh, well, you know how they say that everyone deals with death differently? Right. It's very much the same way, and you have the same sort of process of grieving, although Mm -hmm. it's a lot less morbid, obviously, because there's not an actual literal death happening, but it is the death of a friendship. And for me, I felt immediately confused, then lost, hurt, very, very sad. But eventually after maybe like six months or something, it was a very long grieving process for me. I then switched to feeling angry and defiant. And that was a big change for me because for a very long time, I felt so, so low about this and, you know, putting it all on myself and everything. And then once I switched something in my brain just like flipped, I guess. And I was like, oh, how could they do this to me? I'm so angry and this is no longer my fault. It's all their fault. But now I've definitely gone to the point where I've accepted it and I'm able to move past it. And I think that that's an important thing to do while you're mourning is like go through all of the steps because you need to do what you need to do. And it's totally fine however you grieve as long as you aren't hurting yourself for anyone else. I think you just got to let it out, you know, scream, cry, maybe like just sleep a bunch. But yeah, it sucks and it's really hard. But always get back out of bed and keep going. Yeah, like when you're ready, for sure. I feel like the most important thing is to always remember just to keep going on. Yeah. And hearkening back to what we had mentioned earlier about your experiences romantic relationships being the same as with friendships or with death or what have you like all of the stages of mourning are valid in these situations um i don't even know what they all are but it's like 
acceptance and anger and all those things. One of the interesting steps that I went through when I was grieving this loss of a friendship was bargaining, actually like texting Mm. them and just being like, I'm sorry, it's all my fault. I cherish our friendship. I want to do whatever it takes and really just kind of bowing down, doing whatever because I I just couldn't stand to lose a friend. And I think that that's an interesting step that you might go through if you've been through a friend breakup is, you know, just ignoring any of the problems the friendship may have had and trading everything else in just to save it. And sometimes that's not really what you want to do because it doesn't work. So also our notes on this one say, even if you are no longer friends with the person, never forget the great memories you've had. And I think that that takes a lot of time. Obviously, when you're grieving anything, there are going to be a lot of triggers and like sore spots. And there still are for me, like I mentioned earlier, I can't go on Facebook because there are too many photos. And also a lot of mutual friends that I feel very uncomfortable around now because I don't feel like... Uh, they had my back in that situation and I definitely felt like there was a line drawn in the sand in some cases. So yeah, just remember you may never be able to get those memories back, but it's possible, you know, with enough time you might be able to look back fondly on it. Yeah. So our last point is to let go. If this friend doesn't want to be friends anymore, um, it's their loss. And you'll both move on and live out your happy days separated from each other. (laughs) But you do have to let go eventually. And this is what I was getting at in the last couple points is that you move on and everything will be okay. Carrying around your anger and resentment and all that, um, it's just going to delay you feeling any better. And so if you can like reconcile with those feelings and with that person like you know the saying forgive and forget Mm -hmm. like you don't have to take both of those things you can forgive and not forget you can forget and then later just not forgive um Mm -hmm. because for some people forgiveness is like a really important like aspect of their lives and like you don't want to give that person forgiveness because that's like an important thing that you're giving them yeah this is mostly with like christian people and Because forgiveness is, like, a really important, like, statement of faith, essentially. Like, Jesus died to forgive all sins. So by you forgiving someone, that's, like, a huge thing you're doing because Jesus literally died. (laughs) So for some people, like, forgiveness is, like, it's a huge deal. But those are things that you should do eventually because if you just don't, if you don't forgive, if you don't just let it go or, you know, keep living your life, then it's just going to bog you down for years to come or it's going to keep coming back and, like, rearing its ugly head and you have to deal with the feelings that person who broke up with you they're probably not thinking like every other day like oh it sucks oh my god you've had to deal with the feelings (laughs) for years and years and years and like you're getting the ugly end of the stick when they were the ugly person in the first place, you know? Yeah, it's really tough. And I just want to bring up a little anecdote. I'm gonna keep it pretty vague, but essentially I had made a video and I think I've told you about all this, Mary. So Hopefully I'm not catching you off guard with this. But anyway, I had made a video talking about the loss of a friendship. And then a number of months after that, that person actually commented on the video and was very nasty to me. And the essential message was, I don't think about you, so stop making videos about me. And that was like the one video I had made. But that was really difficult because I was trying to grieve in my own way and I felt like I wasn't safe in my own space 
And I totally get what you say about forgetting, but not necessarily forgiving. And I think that's definitely what I do. Not to say that that's the most healthy thing, but it's how I've been able to cope and process it and Mm -hmm. move on in my life. And I'm still working through stuff, obviously, but it's helped me enormously to just compartmentalize that in a way and distance myself from it so that I can heal. And then once I'm healed, I can go back and properly handle the situation. It brings up the comment of like, is that person not thinking about you? Because they went and looked for your video. Trust me. I know. I know. (laughs) I've had this conversation with myself numerous times. And even doing this podcast on friendship, I feel very vulnerable because if I'm being totally honest, like that friendship breakup is I would say the crux of my issue with friendships because I can't figure it out. It's like a puzzle that I don't have the last piece to Mm -hmm. and I may never have that. And so in my desire to finish this puzzle, I'm making a podcast with Mary and talking through my feelings. So there you have it. Make new friends. (laughs) You can decide to cut this out or not, but... Do you ever worry that because those people are also connected to me in a way that they're going to listen to this and... Every week that we put out an episode, I am very worried that I will get the bad end of the stick yet again and be seen as like obsessed with this. And it's like, yeah, I am obsessed with it because it meant a lot to me. Yeah. And it has been weighing on my mind for like almost three years of course it bothers me of course I want to talk about it and I spent maybe almost a whole year feeling like I couldn't talk to anybody not even like my closest friends because they were friends with that person as well and so I felt like either they didn't understand where I was coming from or they understood better the other person's point of view yeah it's really tough because um I know that there is 100% a possibility that they'll come across the podcast but I do think that it's worth me talking about because I know I'm not alone. I know people go through friend breakups and I want to feel less alone in talking about it. Mm -hmm. So just so you know, I have not received any kind of notification from any of those people in terms of (sighs) good. (sighs) So uh, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, next we're going to talk a little bit about constructive ways to move on. So we've talked a little bit about like mental ways to move on Mm -hmm. um so now these are like a little bit more proactive things you can actually do yes exactly so do things that take your mind off of the loss read a book emerge yourself in a really extended tv series yeah i suggest game of thrones (laughs) um i'll pass but thanks for the offer Listen to a musical. May I suggest Hamilton? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Recommendations by Mary Aikman. (laughs) Yes, exactly. But no, I think this is a great tip. This is something that I definitely do. Like if I'm ever feeling down or like I just say, okay, I'm just going to read a book. Because when I read books, specifically books, I really get encapsulated in it. I don't Mm. emerge for several hours. Yeah, yeah. TV shows, not so much. Uh, Usually with TV, I'm like multitasking on my phone. Mm -hmm. But with reading, all of a sudden it's been four hours and I wake up and I'm like, where am I? (laughs) Who am I? (laughs) I'm like that with TV shows and movies a lot. Also with The Sims. The Sims has been a great way for me to distract myself or just kind of like get out of my own head and worry about like taking care of a sim and their needs but um (laughs) i don't need to take care of myself i'm gonna take care of this digital pixelated person yeah (laughs) when i was going through this breakup one thing that really helped me was actually podcasts coffee with crachel and the show with sam and joe are two of the podcasts that 
I started listening to and they helped me feel more normal in a way because the people on those podcasts, they have their own issues. And so it kind of gave me something to look at and just be like, oh, I don't have to feel so crappy. Like it's normal to feel bad in a situation like this. Not that they've explicitly talked about friend breakups like we are, but it was just a comforting thing to have on in the background. And yeah, I'd recommend podcasts for sure. If you can find a good one. Yeah, that's a good suggestion. Yeah. I know for me, podcasts, uh, most of the podcasts I listen to are political, so they're not necessarily <laughs> like get lost in it. But yeah. the next constructive point is join a club or a group of some sort. Mm-hmm. I love this suggestion because it's also a great way just to make new friends yeah. in general. Easiest thing, I feel like join a gym or something and go to classes. Mm. If you go every week, it's usually the same people and you tend to like make relationships through there. And plus, you know, exercise is a good way to get your mind off of things as yeah, well. Yeah, for real. I think that's a really good way to just get out of your mind a little and focus on doing something like with your hands. Like maybe you're just doing jumping jacks or like a push-up or trying to do the monkey bars and it's good to just be focusing on motor skills rather than your brain and dealing with emotions because emotions are hard (laughs) so let's deal with muscle pain instead yes other (laughs) sorts of groups or clubs that are probably good if you are religious or if you're in school those are usually some good facilities to join a hobby or a group something extracurricular Mm -hmm. and it's also a great way to make friends with shared interests You don't have to feel like, oh, I've lost this friend, so now I have to make a new friend to, like, kind of wash them out of my hair, if you will. But just something to kind of distract you, I think, is the main goal. Mm -hmm. Political groups are good, too. Something where you're being active, political or physically. With political stuff, you kill two birds with one stone, really. Going and canvassing and uh, also meeting people. Yeah. Next constructive tip is consider getting to know your current friends better. Sometimes it's better to have really close, like a small amount of really close friends than, you know, like a bunch of not as close friends. Mm -hmm. So um, you lose one friend, but that gives you the opportunity to get closer to people that maybe you, you, you're friends with, but maybe not as close because of that other friend was like your one person that you would go to. And like I've said earlier, like it's an opportunity to realize that there's other people out there and that your needs can be fulfilled in other ways by other people. Yeah. It doesn't always have to be cut and dry. Like I am a friend like this, this, and this, and I need my best friend to be like this this and this and you can find other things in other people yeah and I think that's such a helpful tip I hadn't actually considered that like when I was going through this breakup thing I felt super alone not because they were my only best friend in fact like the term best friend was a newer label for the friendship so calling them my best friend feels weird but at the time the person who was my best friend wasn't really in the picture like we were kind of like off and on So I think it's an interesting tip getting to know your current friends better because it just didn't occur to me to reach out to other people that I maybe didn't know as well. And that could also just be that I was just so distraught that I didn't know what to do and felt like I couldn't talk to anyone about it. Yeah, another thing you could do that I don't think is on this list, but I think it's worth mentioning, is the internet is a great way to open up, like, 
one thing that really helped me was keeping a private journal on Tumblr at the time and just kind of word vomiting when I was feeling Mm -hmm. a certain way because it got that stuff out of my mind and somewhere else and I could just Mm -hmm. close out cool I don't have to look at it again or whatever and then also sometimes like with the internet I felt personally that you can be a little more free with your expression of the way Mm -hmm. you feel and that's one of the things that's helped me a lot just in many cases not even with friend breakups but just in general just kind of being able to have the license to talk about what's on my mind and not worry so much about what people are going to say back is very freeing in a way. So I think that that could be also another way for some of your other friends to get to know you better. If your friends are online, like just being a little Mm -hmm. more vulnerable um, is usually pretty good. Having a creative process in general or a space to creatively express yourself Well, for you, you've had like your photo journal Mm -hmm. and like a journal, just a word journal itself. Photo journal was a mix of those. But those are ways that you expressed yourself in like the feelings and thoughts weren't just staying in your mind and you were able to express them in different ways. Um, So the internet itself, obviously a really great place for that. But just if you wanted to keep like your own personal just written journal or if you write poetry or write short stories and those are ways to get out the feelings in a maybe non-traditional or I would call those a traditional way like people have been doing that for millennia so and also it's a good way to make sense of how you're feeling so that if you wanted to talk to someone about it maybe it gives you a little more clarity and you're able to speak about it in just a clearer way in general I know that that's something that is harder for me with sore topics is being able to say what I want to say in like as little words as possible and so writing stuff down makes it easier for me to organize it before I talk about it. So the next point is a little little silly if you ask me but I think it's worth mentioning and it says to rejoice in how deeply you care for people and find someone who needs a compassionate pal like you and I think that that's really important to mention here because the reason why you're hurting so much is because you are compassionate and you care for your friends and this hurt you and you need to remember that like you care about your friends and this is how you're expressing yourself so try not to be so hard on yourself I know we've said that a lot and it can seem like the world is ending around you because this friend doesn't want to be friends anymore and it's really really tough but you're gonna find someone who shares that same compassion as you and who won't do you dirty and just (laughs) block you you know what I'm saying like it might not have been a great friendship and that's okay because you're gonna find that great friendship all right okay that's all I got to say about that (laughs) and our final point Is that just remember that life goes on and that things get better Mm -hmm. and that you'll be okay. Yeah. Motto of the episode. Yeah. Life goes on and you're going to be okay. Motto of life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It gets better. The more time and space between you and the breakup, the better you're going to be. Just remember that. Time heals all wounds. (laughs) Most of them anyway. (laughs) Most of them. Yeah. And that's been our episode. Okay. Anything else you want to add before we go out? I'm good. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Make New Friends. Do you have a story about friendship you'd like to share? Email us at makenewfriendspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter and Facebook at New Friends Pod. Special thanks to our producer, Alex Papworth, and music by Max Wallace. For show notes, research, blog posts, and more, head on over to makenewfriendspodcast.com and we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Bye. Bye.